while ago the broadcast moratorium for coverage of the same-sex marriage referendum comes into place in about 50 minutes or so. So for the last interview of the campaign, I'm joined by Tom Curran, who's the General Secretary of Finnegale, as well as his son, Finn, and you're both very welcome to um, the News Talk studio. Let's um, uh, talk about your, your own personal experience. Tom, let's start with you. Tell us about your, your faith. Uh, John, uh, from Donegal originally, uh, grew up in a very traditional Catholic household. Uh, at 17, I decided I was really imbued, had a strong faith, imbued with the ideals, particularly the influence of the post-Vatican II Church, particularly influenced by liberation theology, what was happening in South America in terms of the church taking the option for the poor. I decided I would give that a go. I decided I would go and study for the priesthood. I joined the Columban Fathers, studied for six years. And the November before I would have went to South America as a student for two years, I met uh, Nolene, Mm -hmm. who is now my wife. Indeed. And I decided at that time, John, that I couldn't continue because the church priests had to be celibate. I, as a card-carrying member of the church, I decided rather than do the untrue thing, I would leave and decided to, uh, after that, had to pick up my career again and build a career. Uh, Having philosophy and theology as your core subjects aren't necessarily that good in the marketplace, (laughs) so I had to start again. Uh, We got married a couple of years later. Um, and we have four children. We live now in County Meath. And you're heavily involved with the local church in that parish, uh, isn't that heavily right? Involved with but what, what do you do? Well, heavily involved in my church in, in Enfield, Rapmaline Parish. I'm involved with the, a small group of people presently trying to set up a parish council, stroke pastoral council. Yeah. have been involved with the Association of Catholics of Ireland, establishing a lay Catholic organisation having been involved with the Catholic Association of Catholic Priests and have done a number of workshops for religious orders. I myself, uh, very much a committed Catholic. I would um, pray every day. I read, I meditate. Uh, so for mm-hmm. me, you know, it's 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 tough uh, because we're now in a very much in a post-Catholic Ireland and Catholics have to be more upfront. Uh, I'm more bound by the love of God than the doctrine of the church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in t- 2011, I suppose my faith was fundamentally shaken to its core when Finian came and told us that well, he let's, was gay. Let's let's talk to Finian then. So Finian, uh, thanks for for, for oh, joining well, us in studio. And as your as your dad just mentioned there, um, you came out as it were in October of 2011. Tell me about the about that in itself. Was it hard? Was it not hard? Um, you know the the experience and and how you got to that point. Well, it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever done or will ever do. Um, it was October fourth, 2011. Like I'll always remember today. Um, I was studying for the Leaving Cert at the time, just started sixth year, so there's a little bit of pressure piling on me at, from home and school, just from just to study. And um, I've always, I've always kind of, know, I've always known that I was gay. You know, I've only told a few of my close friends before that, about four or five people, but I've always known. It's always been hanging over me as far back as I can remember. So on the fourth of October, myself and my brother, he's a couple of years older, were playing. Uh, FIFA on the PlayStation, a soccer game, yeah. and uh, kind of tradition in our household that it it ends badly, and a few punches were thrown, 
And uh, <laughs> is that the norm? That's the norm, is it? <laughs> well, it was at the time. But we've matured a bit since then. Okay. But uh, a few punches were thrown, um, a few names were called, and uh, I just kind of had enough, and I ran out of the house. And we live in rural Meath, and it's in the countryside, and across the road there, at the time, it was there was maize fields. Ma- uh, sorry, maize fields. Yes, about ten foot high. Yeah. Um, and I just ran into it, and I kept running and running. I was and I was outside for about two or three hours. Two or three hours, just thinking to myself, just. Yeah needed time out and when I was out there and I was, was that you were you were deciding then to, 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 to tell your family it, it wasn't even that like it's just when, when I was out there I sort of had this epiphany that like I felt so stressed I felt so stressed out about everything about the leaving cert and about this thing yes. hanging over me I was like I I'm, I think it's best just to get out of the way before you know before I go any further in sixth year and um so I was that the moment. Was that the moment? That, that was the moment. It was it was sort of epiphany like to be honest. Yeah. Um I was out in, in the middle of these massive maize fields and I could hear my family calling for me. Dad was still in work at the time. So I came back home and uh, sat my mother down and waited for Dad to come home and uh, we were just sitting at the table, just the three of us. Um and I, cu- I couldn't I couldn't say it to be honest. I was sitting at the table for you, you couldn't tell them. I couldn't Why was physically that? say it. It was just the fear just fear fear of rejection. You know, I knew that mum and dad were were seriously involved in the church um, I didn't know how they, how they would feel about it it was never really talked before in the house anytime something about being gay would come on TV or radio I was kind of shudder or like go out go out of the room um, but it, it was a fear I, of rejection really I'm just going to say and then when you uh, told your parents and I'm going to ask you how you reacted in a moment when you told your parents did you feel a sense of relief how did you describe that to me? I felt like, well, when I first told them, when I sat them down, my mother thought that I'd got to grow pregnant because it was it was that serious <laughs> well, of a situation. What did you say, actually? I, I just said, I sat them down and I was like, look, I have something to tell you. It's been weighing on me for as long as I can remember. And there was a followed by a long space. And then I just said, I'm gay. And there was a, there was a silence. And then mom and dad, they, they basically said that, you know, that they talked about it when when they were younger when they first had children and if there ever was one to be gay that they would love it no matter what the in equal amounts Tom how did you feel had you did you know did had you an idea I hadn't a clue really and you might say you know I, I just didn't have a clue and, and you might say God uh, Tom your emotion, emotional intelligence wasn't very good hmm. and and I I never thought about it because it didn't matter to me you know and after he told me, my concern was about him and how Nolene, my other half, would react. And what about your Catholic self? How did how did that react? Or is it possible even to separate you know, them? I, I tell you, the thing that was going through my head all of the time, John, when when I was listening to him and he was telling us about his story and we were asking questions, was something from Isaiah, which. I've always quoted to the children and when I, every year on their birthday I write them a birthday card with something very spiritual and about where they're going in life and mm-hmm. so on. And one of my big things is a, is a quote from Isaiah which is you're carved in the palm of my hand. This is God saying to his children that each of them are specially chosen by him. And I believe as a parent that each of my children are specially chosen by God. And I believe Finian is the same as the others mm. and he's not equal. So for me, yes, I, I have a difficulty about the church teaching, which says, and I quote, that gay people are intrinsically disor- have an intrinsically disordered inclination. I don't accept that. 
Finian, what 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 do you think of of the church's teaching, and and particularly given that your your dad and your parents, as you said yourself, are, are uh, come from a very strong Catholic background? Well, I've like gay people have never really been given a good time by the church. Like we know, uh, we see like Pope Francis recently saying that we the, the church should be more open to yes. it, but. I myself, I I went to mass when I was younger all the time. I don't go as much recently as much recently, but I can see how much it has an effect on my dad's life. And I do respect the church, but I just don't necessarily agree with. Do you feel a full part of the Catholic Church? I wouldn't say a full part. I mean, I wouldn't. I would go to mass regularly, but I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pray every day. I wouldn't reflect. You know, I I wouldn't meditate very often. What do you say, Tom, to people who, on the no side, we heard Cathy Senator a little earlier on, but throughout this campaign, there have been a whole host of, of arguments. Let's start with one, um, uh, which is that civil partnership is, uh, is, is enough. There's no need to go down the road of, of full-blown marriage. I, I, I don't accept that at all. I, I believe that everybody in Ireland should be treated the same, you know, and Finian. He is not a lesser being, you know, and that he should be entitled to get married just the same as any of my other children, Donald, Connell or Myra. You know, he is not lesser. And uh, civil partnership doesn't give constitutional protection. Uh, There is a whole issue for in civil partnership with, with the family home. But for me, the more fundamental thing is about what sort of a society do we we want now? Well, what about the what about the mothers and fathers um, group? They're saying by giving gay couples identical constitutional status uh, to those of, of a married man and a married woman, uh, we're conferring all the reproductive rights currently guaranteed to men and women on same-sex couples. And the consequences of this for future legislation is regards to surrogacy, adoptive, reproductive technologies. We we can't imagine because we don't know where that where that's going. How do you answer that argument? Well, I suppose what I would say, John, it's untrue what they're saying. It's untrue. It's false. So, uh, and I think the referendum commission to me who were independent have been very clear on those issues. I think surrogacy is a big issue for uh, for Irish society. It has nothing. It's a much bigger issue for heterosexual couples, uh, couples who cannot have children and than it is for anybody else. Finian, what would it mean to you personally? You know, as a, as a young gay man, what would you feel if the vote we- goes goes yes if on it, Saturday If it morning? goes yes, I mean, it would be... Every, every gay person in Ireland will feel accepted by their peers, by the state. It'll give us constitutional protection. It would mean everything to so many people. It's been such a struggle over the past 21 years for the gay movement since it was legalised in 1993. It would mean, like, there are no words to describe how much it would mean when it, if, it, if it's passed on Saturday afternoon. And the opposite to that, what will it mean to, to the gay, um, ordinary man and woman if there's a no vote on Saturday, we just feel it. It would it would be sort of like coming out all over again. It would be such we'd feel rejected from by the state, by our peers, by our family and friends. They're like it's it. It would be absolutely awful if it was if it wasn't passed on Saturday. Like I I don't even want to manage to imagine what would happen. Well, can I thank you both for coming in and sharing your particular story with us, uh, Tom Curran and indeed uh, Finney. And thanks indeed for thank joining you. us in the News Talk lunchtime studio. The polls, of course, open tomorrow morning at. Uh, 7am they stay open until 10pm counting begins on Saturday morning we'll have live coverage uh, of course from 9am on Saturday here on News Talk and right throughout the day and indeed on 
newstalk.com and don't forget the broadcast moratorium kicks in literally in uh, 39 minutes time so after that uh, you won't hear anything in relation to the referendum until the polls close at 10pm tomorrow night once again Tom Curran and your son Finian thanks indeed for joining us on News Talk Lunchtime let's uh, look at some of the other news now today 100 new jobs are being created at a US software firm in Dublin uh, Qualtrics which operates online surveys has opened its new EU headquarters in the city centre the foreman of the jury in the trial of former Anglo-Irish Bank Chairman Sean Fitzpatrick has been discharged for personal reasons the jury's been sent away for the fourth time since they were sworn, sworn in five weeks ago and no evidence has been heard an Australian man has been convicted of the manslaughter of Irishman Thomas Keeney in Perth Addis Al Giroud was accused of unlawfully killing the 23 year old from Galway outside a kebab shop in December 2013 this is News Talk Lunchtime John Kyo in for Jonathan today coming up the latest news headlines and in sport Porrick Hamilton uh, Harrington rather either soldiers on despite injury at the BMW Players Championship while Leinster start the search for a new coach all on the way